Oh, my comforter and sorrow. My heart is faint within me. Listen to the cry of my people from a land far away. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her king no longer there? Why have they provoked me to anger with their images, with their worthless foreign idols? The harvest is past and the summer has ended and we are not saved. Since my people are crushed, I am crushed. I mourn and horror grips me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no healing for the wound of my people? Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night for the slain of my people. And then we go to Luke 16, 1 through 4, and also 8 through 13. Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, what is this I hear about you giving an account of your management because you cannot manage any longer? The manager said to himself, oh, what shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig and shame to beg, so I know I'll do so I know what I'll do so that when I do lose my job, people will welcome me into their houses. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whosoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in dealing with worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The word of our Lord, amen. Thank you so very much, Cindy, for blessing us today, not only with the prayer, but also with reading the scripture. I'm so fascinated by this particular text. Like you, it creates questions, does it not? I mean, when you read it first value, it sounds like Jesus says, he does say, you should be like that scoundrel. You should be like that unethical steward. You should be like that person who's not telling the truth in our story. Is that not the message that you're hearing initially? Okay, just it is initially. And so because we know who Jesus Christ is, as 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 reminds us, Christ is without sin, we know that Jesus Christ is not calling us to sin. Is that right? Let me just say that again, because there's some folks who call themselves Christians who believe it's okay to lie. It's okay to sin. It's okay to take that money that you found on the floor, put it in your pocket and say, sore loser, I'm the winner. Not that you thought that during the children's message. There's some people who say lying is okay. We can justify the lying because we see the end results. No, Jesus, the one whom we're called to imitate, 
did not sin. Therefore, we are striving day in and day out not to sin. Amen? Amen. So what does this text mean? I'm so glad you asked. Well, first of all, it is a text that is designed for us, the followers of Jesus Christ, to hear afresh and anew. And this text really does talk about vision. If I were to ask you, what's your vision for your individual life? What's your vision for this community of faith? I know we have begun that process. And because uh, the leadership heard feedback that, oh, we can only do one thing at one time, so let's just focus on the self-assessment right now, and then later on we can look at the vision, we heard that and we're pausing. And yet at the same time, I must ask you, what is your vision for this community of faith known as Evangel Heights United Methodist Church? So let's unpack this particular text. You're familiar with it. You've heard the story about the, uh, the manager or the steward who's responsible for overseeing someone else's property. Um, he cheats. He's been cheating for a long time. Word gets back to the owner. The manager says, oops, now what can I do not only to take care of my present situation, but what must I do to guarantee that I have a future? And you know what he did. You read the story. So when Jesus commends him, what is Jesus commending? Take out your papers. I want you to write this down. Take out your phone. I want to make sure that you take notes. The first thing and the primary thing is that Jesus is commending someone who is mindful of their current reality and also is mindful of their future. Now, uh, to really understand this in its fullest context, you would need to look at, at Luke chapter 13 and then turn to uh, verse 14 because, you see, while Jesus was speaking, there, were, uh, there was a particular group of people in the audience, and um, they're known as the Pharisees. And this is what he says, verse 14. The Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. Not that Jesus said anything, but I want you to hear the response of the Pharisees. What did they say, Pastor? They didn't say anything. They were sneering at Jesus. So what does Jesus want us to glean from this particular text? This is what he wants us to glean. Don't put so much stock in your current possessions that you lose sight of the future that you're called to move towards as a follower of Jesus Christ. You see, what had happened was that as you look at the Pharisees and as you look at this, this manager, they were concerned about wealth. They figured, that's my security. As long as I have wealth, I'm going to be okay. And I'll just share something with you. Our young people today, some of them think, as long as I get the right job, as long as I make the figures, as long as I get the status and the prestige, I'll be okay. Don't allow your resources to blind you to what your present reality is and what your future needs to be. And we'll talk about that future in a moment. 
You see, the, the, the steward said, man, I, I see right now I don't, I, I'm, I'm losing my job. No, I've lost my job. So how can I prepare for the future? I know what I'll do. I'll go to those who owe money to, the, to my, um, my manager, to the owner, and I'll, I'll strike up a deal with them. And Jesus reminds them and us, your security is not found in your wealth. It's not found in your wealth. Your security can blind you. I'm sorry, your wealth can blind you to that that God would have you to do. So, so Jesus wants them to know your, your security is not found in your wealth. As a follower of Jesus Christ, always keep before you the vision. The vision. What's the vision? Advancing the kingdom of God here on earth. We are kingdom people called to live kingdom lives. We are called to have kingdom agendas, which means then that our security is in the one who said to us in Matthew chapter 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness in all of these things. Matthew chapter 6, verses 33, 34. And all of these things, well, what things? Go back to verse 32. All of these things, food, shelter, clothing, all of these things will be given to you, but seek my kingdom first. Oh, my Lord, the people who have thought, I don't need to seek your kingdom. I've got the wealth. I've got the food. I've got the clothing. I've got the shelter. I don't need to seek your kingdom first. And God is saying, You've lost your vision. <laughs> You've lost your vision. Seek first my kingdom. Don't let your schedules get in the way of seeking my kingdom. Don't let your contacts, your friends, get in the way of seeking my kingdom. Don't lose sight of the vision that you are to have as my followers. It's a kingdom vision. It's a kingdom vision, which means, of course, that we are concerned, therefore, about the least, the last, the marginalized, the invisible. We're concerned about those who do not know Jesus Christ yet. See, I, don't, I, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. So, so who have you, Pastor, talked to this past week about Jesus? That's kingdom work. Whose relationship are, are you drawing closer to? Which relationship are you strengthening so that you can, at the appropriate time, let them know how you get through life when life throws you almost under the bus? That's kingdom work. Jesus said to his followers, don't lose sight of the vision. That's what the steward did. He was aware of his current realities. He was aware of his current resources. And he was aware of his future. And Jesus reminds all of us, be mindful of your current resources. Remember who gave them to you. And also be mindful of your vision. Your kingdom people. You're called to advance God's kingdom here on earth. Don't get distracted. Don't lose sight of that. Yeah. 
Somewhere along the line, somewhere along the way, the Pharisees lost sight of it. The keepers of the law. Jesus talked about money. They sneered at him. So, I love this parable. It's a different kind of parable, isn't it? Because when you read it, just to read it, you think Jesus is commending someone who's a scoundrel. No. Nope. Not the person. No. He's looking at the fact that that individual knew what his priorities needed to be. Do you know what your priorities need to be today? September 18th, 2021, what are your priorities to be as a follower of Jesus Christ? What are your priorities to be as a part of this community of faith? What are your priorities to be? Ask the Lord the question. Lord, what are my priorities to be? And then the second question is, Lord, what if anything has gotten in the way? Of the priorities that you have for me. Let us pray. Loving Lord, you remind us in your word today that it is about priorities. And for the follower of Jesus Christ, for the disciple of Jesus Christ, the priority is to seek you and your kingdom first. Forgive us when we've gone after other things, people, statuses, positions. Forgive us when we have replaced you with other things, people, positions, and places. Please help us. Please help us to seek you first and your kingdom first. Because when we do, we will discover that not only you, will you meet us in this present reality of called life, but the future that you have waiting for us is one that is indescribable. So teach us, teach us how to seek after you first and your kingdom 
In Jesus Christ's name, the, the one who was the head of this church, in the name of the one who is, whose name is above every other name. It's in his name that I pray and offer up to you these petitions on behalf of all of us who've gathered to worship you this day. Soften hearts. Give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Amen.